another edition of Your Sports Fix with the Sports Pulse. It's Devin Ashby and Dan Kusa. How you doing, Dan? Hey, what's going on? I'm hanging in there today. Yeah, same, same. It's been a good week this week. It's kind of slow, though, but it's been a good week, um, you know, just in the sports world in general. But I guess I wanted to start with that Thursday night game because for some reason I watched it. I don't know why, but <laughs> I watched it. And well, you're you're a Washington football team fan, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, so it's, you know, the NFC East has been somewhat of a – I don't know how to – put it politely but they've just not been good like it's just the division is not good yeah and who know and, uh daniel jones had wheels i mean i don't know i got two things to say about that real quick like for one yeah. number 31 for the eagles i don't even care to look up what his name is should probably be cut because he gave up on a play to <laughs> daniel jones completely and two Daniel Jones was running 21 miles per hour, and if anyone's ran track or understands speed and football speed, he, <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah, they, they said that was the fastest that anybody has had on a play this year. Like, yeah, I mean, he has some wheels. We saw it against um, uh, the Washington football team when he broke off the left sideline for a huge gain, more than like 40 yards. So, I mean, they've been doing a lot of zone reads with him. I don't know if they will now because. He looked like the little engine that could and, and just went a little too fast. <laughs> right. He got got too excited and just, I don't know what happened. But I but, was you impressed, know, though, honestly. I mean, he's got some wheels. I think he's deceptively fast. That A lot of people now, though, I think the league kind of noticed that a little bit, and they're not going to say it, but, yeah, they're now they're aware. <laughs> he, you know, he's actually, he came into the game as their leading rusher. I mean, even before Saquon got hurt, like yeah. they said. He, so, that was I found I that like interesting. Daniel Jones, I, I think he's a good player. I think he's solid. I know he gets a lot of flack because where he's drafted, but I think he's a solid player. Yeah, Other than does, the fumble, that fumble was huge at the end there. Um, that, that yeah, just, you I, know I, that that was a backbreaker. Yeah, I, uh, he hasn't been good this year. I, I know that though, but he. Yeah, um, I, just, I mean, I they, just like his mentality. I just think he's a gamer. I, I think he's still really young, and I don't know personally. I think he's going to put it together. It's just a horrible team he's on. It really is. Yeah, they need a new GM. I think it's, it starts with the yeah. GM. Dave Gettleman's horrible, and I've said that since they hired. Oh, everyone's been screaming at the rooftop. <laughs> it's it's so like poor management, and you know, and they, they have a little talent, but not enough to compete even in this weak division. Right, and that's the thing. The Eagles went from being a lottery pick to first place with one win. Like that's how bad. So Washington moves up to third. So the Giants just beat the the Washington football team. <laughs> and after the loss, which they really should have won against Philly, it's amazing they, they came back, other than that that dime that Wentz threw uh, near the end of the game. But um, right. honestly, uh, you know, it's crazy to think that Washington's in third place now. Now they're playing Dallas tomorrow, and it's like <laughs> this division's wide open. You know, they can go to right. two and five and still be in the mix. It's it's insane, and it's it's not something to be proud of, but... You know, winning the division's a goal every year for each team. I mean, at least a short-term goal. And yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, do they do they think winning the division this year is worth sacrificing a potential top? Not not, not like number. I mean, they're they're currently second place. If if the season ended today, they'd have the number two pick in the draft. Do you think yeah. like winning the division is worth it at this point? Just with I the mean, fact that it looks like they're going to move on from quarterback at this point anyway. Ultimately, I think the Jets are going to 
um, you know, get Trevor Warren to win the street uh, sweepstakes. So the, the thing is, is like I had a uh, Fred Smoot on the Washington Football Fanatics podcast this past week, and and he just mentioned like you know why win? And you know I'm paraphrasing here, but he's saying why win now if you're not building something for the future? And he mentioned about Trevor Lawrence and and how getting a player like that will you know be a, a huge deal for this team personally. I, I kind of agree as far as the, the scope of things. You mentioned like Golden State Warriors, how you that success when you keep building and you create something rather than a here or there, uh, uh, you know, scenario as far as getting to the playoffs. Uh, for right. me, um, again, I never played sports at the level of Fred Smoot, but it, the competitor in me, I can't just go out there. And I know this team doesn't go out there thinking that they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. They have to play to win. And, and Rivera says it all the time. I just find it hard to believe that uh, an actual NFL team like the Washington football team would just give up for a player that they can't even protect because they have no O-line. Right. I just don't yeah. see it. I mean, I, 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 how do you call yourself a competitor if you don't go out there and expect to win? I don't think any player has that. If you're in the, I mean, if you're, if you're an NFL player, I, I can't see someone like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll be better next year because you have no st- uh, stake in that. Yeah, the players, the players don't do that. I feel like that's more of an upper a front office thing where yeah. they there are moves that they make or don't make. And what the fans the want, you know, because the, the fans, they, they don't yeah. go out there and get, you know, beat up every game and, and you know, practice right. like crazy and, and for nothing. Like, know? yeah, they're, you know, but when, like, yeah, no, I'm not saying the players are thinking. I'm, I'm wondering if, if from, like, a front office thing and especially because. Oh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, the tanking thing, no one's going to admit it because it's a death sentence. But, yeah. Right. I mean, obviously, I mean, and and I lean, I lean on the side of Fred on that point because, yes, I think it would be better to stock up your, you know, your picks and stuff. It's one of those things. It's like you don't want to see your team, you know, basically look like they're they're flopping and, and allowing it to happen. But at the same time, you're not necessarily too upset if you can get players that you want in the next year's draft as a business stand from a business standpoint. So right. I totally understand that. But like you said, as far as being a fan or in a, a GM, yeah, that's in your mind. As a player, yeah. I mean, you go out, to, you play to win, especially these young guys. It's a young team. For right. them, they're not thinking, oh, man, we can get a good quarterback. They already got a young quarterback, and he's on the bench. So, right. And you got another young quarterback who's playing, and there's a lot of people speculating why you should be starting. So, I mean, there's a lot of things going on right now in Washington. Yeah, I mean, but what's new, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's but, part of the course, in my opinion. Yeah, you know. But, um, yeah, like you said, this division's wide open, so it's going to be interesting. They got Dallas. Dallas has looked awful on Monday night. Like, I mean. Oh, they're, I mean, historically, <laughs> this defense, if, if Washington can't, tomorrow, can't get past this defense, it, like, they're historically bad. And like, I, yeah. It's, they it's, have to score. And, and the thing is, is like, if if Kyle Allen doesn't move the ball down the field, don't be shocked if you see Alex check in, because right. you know they're still a game away from tying with Dallas. And this again, this division's wide open with that tie. That means everything for Philly. And you know Washington will play New York the following week after the bye, again. So you know there's it's wide open. Just take it. Anyone, anyone in that division, just right. do it. it it's and that it's-, it's that bad. And it's crazy because with a win, I think they go back up to first because, like you said, they own the tiebreaker over Philly. They would both be two and one or around that in the division. So it's like, 
Right. This is this it's is a, a a big yeah. It's, it's I mean yeah. I mean I don't know how many different ways we can say it, but yeah, it's wide open. Like, yeah. but it, it um, happens every year. Like every time Washington has a good team or like um like one of their best teams, the division is stacked. And when it's it, every time the division is really weak, Washington never has a team that can you know have just a little bit more. It, it's, right. I've seen it for many years. It's it's really tough to be a fan sometimes. Yeah, it's just like, can we ever catch a break type thing? Right, right. Yeah. But I guess looking around the rest of the league, um, it's been some shuffling of games for obvious reasons because of, you know, COVID and stuff. Like, Oakland's whole offensive line is in COVID protocol, which yeah, is, like, I saw that. And insane. That's <laughs> insane. But you we know. talked about this, you know, a couple weeks ago, I think, you know, talking about what could happen if multiple teams lost – that many players because that changes the whole dynamic of how the season's going to flow. Uh-huh. We saw it with uh, Tennessee and a whole offensive line. I mean, the, the COVID list is kind of interesting to me too. Cause like some people will be on it, but they're not, they don't have it. It's just kind of strange. Like the whole, the whole scenario is just odd to me. Right. Especially because you, you have stuff like, like Dwayne Haskins got in trouble this week because yeah, he, he got fined. <laughs> He doesn't have it, but like he put he he booked his his one of his family members a hotel in the team's team hotel, yeah. and you know that's a violation of COVID. I mean of uh, COVID protocol, you know. So my it, thing it's, is, it's, did anyone even tell him? That's my thing. I'm, like, yeah, I'm, I, mean, I, I got I got the side eye on this one because there's so many things in that organization where there's a lack of communication, and I'm like, was he aware? Are we going to yeah. really slander this kid? Was he was it brought to his attention? That's why I'm like, maybe it was, it wasn't. I'm just looking at it with the side eye. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, there could be a chance somebody has got it out for him in there and didn't say nothing. And to I'm find him, too. You would think it would be like a pull to the side moment. Like, yo, you can't do that. If you if it happens again, we're finding you. You know? Like, it seemed... Well, <laughs> unless this was a league, league-wide thing. Was it, was it a team thing? I didn't look too deep into that. I think it was an NFL thing. Okay. Well, mistaken. yeah. I guess I guess that's something you really can't bend, but still. Um, but even I mean, yeah, it, it still comes down on well, here he goes again. Like that's that's what it looks like, even though it's that's not necessarily fair, but that's what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, you know? Dwayne is, and I know we, we're kind of heavy on Washington. Yeah, it wasn't really designed that way, but yeah, I mean, with Dwayne, it's um, you know, I, I kind of feel sorry for the kid. There's some things I don't feel sorry about that he does or has done. And it's just a rough situation because I, I can't see him surviving in this environment. And um, I don't know. I, I don't know what the future is for him. We'll see what happens near the trade deadline. When is it? So week week eight is a trade deadline, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, I guess moving on to other young quarterbacks, there is a new regime change down in the 305. You know, yeah. Tua Valoa has officially been named the starter, even though his team is three and three under Fitzpatrick. So this was kind of like the Haskins thing. This came out of nowhere. Like, in yeah. my opinion. Well, two things for me. Uh, one, so I guess I'll start with one. One, yes, they're three and three. That doesn't mean they're, you know, you know world beaters, you know, like they're like right. going to take over. But I still feel like they're in a winnable division. And it was kind of an odd timing thing for me. Right. Now, I will put I will say this. I'm not at the practices, so he must have flashed a lot 
and maybe in like two minute drill scenarios and stuff like that. So my thing is he he definitely showed a lot more than than Fitzpatrick, I think, because I think they really did like what Fitzpatrick has brought to the table. Um, But I will say this about Fitzpatrick. Don't tell me don't cry on TV and tell me that you didn't know you were a stopgap guy. Stop it. You've been a backup your whole career. Thank you. You've you've gotten paid in Buffalo for for fooling people. You got you got paid in uh, uh, New York for fooling people. You almost got paid in Tampa Bay for fooling people. You're a basic quarterback. Your numbers look good. You never do anything unless you're asked to do it. When you come into a game, you're fire, son. You do a great job. But when I expect you to do something, you flop. And I'm tired of the whole Fitz magic thing. I'm glad he's benched. I'm sorry. You're you're a, a journeyman quarterback. Nothing more. Nothing less. That's it. I'm sorry glad. if that was too too out there, but that's how I feel. <laughs> I'm so glad that somebody else said it. I'm so glad somebody else said it because I've been saying this and people look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, no, this is who he is. This is what he's been. And right. he knows this. I mean, it's it's almost like I, I don't want to necessarily compare him to Tyrod Taylor, but it's essentially Tyrod Taylor. Like you, you, you go somewhere and you know, and especially knowing that they drafted the quarterback, like we're not dumb here. Right. Like, like and Tyrod, when, I feel bad for because I know he knew that he was a stopgap, but I think he and. As, as well as I, I knew that he was eventually going to lose his job, but I think he felt like he had an opportunity to really show that he can maintain more than half the season as a starter, maybe take that team to the playoffs. Right. But he knew ultimately this is tape for another team, and right. he was robbed of that. And that's why it hurt me. I don't know the guy, but it hurt me to see because I'm like, man, I knew what you I knew what you saw, and this like, is a good Rod- team. Yeah, Tyrod has taken the team to – like, he took Buffalo to the playoffs, and then they still kicked him out, you know. So Tyrod's just kind of gotten the short end of the stick. Right. But this man this man Fitzpatrick has had chance after chance, and we know what he is. He, he puts up great – he puts up big numbers. He'll throw for 400 yards, but he yeah. always just – he always – it's always that one game that he'll have where he'll throw for, like, four picks. And this is usually – I remember somebody joked, this is usually around the time of year that he starts to flop again because, you yeah. know, it's – Week seven, week well, eight. I'm hearing people <laughs> you know? saying that he should come to Washington. And I'm, I'm like, like no. for what? For no. what? My thing is, if Washington really wanted, and again, here we go back to Washington. This is going to be quick, but if Washington really wanted to contend, <laughs> they, they had the cap space. They have enough money to bring in Le'Veon and probably lock him up for a while if they really wanted to. Right. But they didn't even attempt. So for me, that's alarming. So, And, and if they did go for Fitzpatrick, I'm going to really – are you serious right now? But I wouldn't like, be shocked. Any team that, like, look, peep, every team that's thrown money at him is just thrown it in a dumpster. And I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at Brian Fitzpatrick. It's like um, the Kirk Cousins situation. You mean, I just wanted five years. You mean you're going to pay me more money and guarantee it front-loaded? I'll, I'll take that all day. Thank you. Right, like, no I'm one gonna... forced you to do this. Right, I'm not gonna get mad at him for taking money. Yeah, like, I'm he, not mad know? at. I, I think he, you know, Harvard grad, he is one of the smartest guys in the, you know, in the NFL. I mean, clearly, I mean, he's bamboozled all of these teams. So, right. <laughs> I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a quality player, but I don't expect him to take me maybe to the playoffs with this loaded team. But I don't, t- I don't expect any more than that. And the other thing with Tua, I think this is a good position because you're three and three, so it's not like you're throwing him into the fire like I mean you're you're three and three you're in a like you said a winnable this is 
like as good of. I mean, I, I'm seeing a lot of people prematurely crown Brian Flores as like, oh, this is how you handle a quarterback. I mean, we'll see. But this is as good of a situation as you can throw a rookie quarterback into. But yeah, I mean, like not to go <laughs> off the rails with Fitzpatrick, but yeah, I mean, back to Tua. He, um, we don't know what we we've seen since you know what there he did in, a- in Alabama, and we know the injury concerns and all that. But um, and it's you know, like Miami. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, mainly, I mean, like in real competition, we haven't seen anything yet. Right. Um, you know, with Tua. We, we know now that he should be healthy enough to play. And I, I would like to think that Miami knows that he's ready to go. I don't think they would take that risk on him knowing that Ryan was playing admirably with what he had so far. Um, and, and, you know, Tua got into that last game, too. The, right. The I mean, one, I'm not going to make know. too much off of two passes. But, right. you know, I, I think, you know, we've heard his story. We know about his family and, 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 and how, you know, he just seems like a really good kid, and he does all the right things. Um, right. You, you want to root for him, and I don't think many people are, are, are not rooting for him, honestly. So um, I, it's good that he has a week to prepare, right. and I think that was really the main reason for him to, to get the nod. My biggest concern is why even announce it? You know, why not? Why give your team, the other team, time the game plan for Tua? Well, I think that's what like I don't understand. Said- I think, like you said, I mean, they don't have tape. It's not like there was a preseason. He threw two passes. I mean, how much film can you really get? Yeah, but <laughs> you I know, like, kind of, you're kind of, you're kind of showing your hand a little bit because now we know we have a guy who is he is mobile at times, and, and he's a completely different quarterback than Ryan. Even though he was moving around more this year, I just feel like why give them the opportunity? This could be something that you could do. You can put him in the game, start Ryan, or. You can honestly just start him and just say, "Yeah, we're going with the the new the young kid today. We're going with the rookie." They don't have to give the opposite team any you know foresight right. of what they're going to do. I just thought it was like, could you imagine like Bill Belichick doing that? No, that's it. Just seems so. That's why I'm a little alarmed. Like just that decision making process. I hope they're not ruining this kid. We've seen it before. Like, please don't ruin this kid. But y'all yeah. got a solid team. It's not a great team. The division, I think, is winnable if they do the right things, which is crazy to think of. But, hey, let's see what he can do. Yeah, I, th- I think things are looking up in Miami. They, this isn't the old Dolphins, I don't think, anymore. They're starting to do some things. And like you said, just as long as they – just please don't ruin this kid. Like, you know, Alabama quarterbacks already don't have the greatest track record. So Yeah, you that's know. true. Just, just, I, I, I like to believe he's different, you know. So let's yeah. see what he does. You know, speaking the of AB, uh, uh, AB sign with uh, Tampa Bay, that was a big story. Yeah, I was about to get right into that. Yeah, um, yeah. That was that was interesting because we all remember. Uh, granted, it's just lip service now, but we all remember Bruce Arians was like one of the first people to firmly come out and say, "Oh, he doesn't fit in our locker room." And then soon, right, right. <laughs> he says a lot of things though. He's yeah, consistent with being being like that, where he's like, "Oh, I didn't mean that," and he kind of like flimsy right. on things. Like, so yeah, I wonder. If, but very weird when it comes to that. I wonder if anybody's going to bring that up. I wonder how he, <laughs> you know. But yeah, it's probably like kicking a dead horse at this point. But uh, you know, they got the all decade team right now, so I think this puts a lot of pressure on Tom Brady. Honestly, yeah, because I, I really he's think been the this one is going to Yeah, this is tough. I don't know. if... Like, is Tom Brady going to be mad that he has A.B.? No, but there, I'm sure there's something there. I think he's, I think he's a little, you know, look, 
the last game, the Tampa Bay, they looked so good against Green Bay. Their defense was lights out. Yeah. It wasn't the offense that looked good. And I'm still waiting for the offense to hit their stride. Um, you saw Gronk getting involved. You, you know, I, I just want to see more consistency from their passing attack, especially when you bring a guy with Tom Brady. So mm-hmm. I don't know. This is going to be a lot of pressure because A.B. is a great player, but he's also been out of the game for a while. And, you know, there's only one ball. So we got to see how this works. Because, yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm wondering how does this – because Mike Evans, it looks like he's already feeling kind of indifferent about some things. Like I've seen – you see shots of him looking upset on, you know, when they miss him on open routes and stuff. So yeah. how is – And how do you, you miss know, Mike Evans? I mean, the guy's just like a walking first down. Right. Yeah, even Jameis. I mean, Jameis loved that guy. Like, you know. Yeah. Big so, body receiver, shields of the defender, you know. Yeah, so you wonder how is that going to affect his targets? Uh, you know, like you said, there's only one ball, and then on top of that, the offense already hasn't looked great. Like they they haven't been otherworldly like everybody thought they would. They look good on yeah. paper though. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, you know. And then on top of all of that, what AB are we getting? Are we getting the guy who's ready to come to work, or are we getting the dude who complains about his helmet and who's in trouble with police all like which ab are we gonna get that's the other thing yeah i mean i like this you know some things you can't really separate but i, I tend to like to separate the foot you know in this situation will be football with you know the extracurricular activities right um the things off the field um obviously some things you just can't put us you know look away from but on the field he gives them um even even at 60 percent of what he should be just the presence of his presence on the field is going to open up so many more opportunities. And honestly, I think Gronk's going to go off. I think mm-hmm. having all, having two speedy wide receivers like Godwin and, and having a B completely opens up the, the, the middle of the field for him, for them and with their running game. And when they finally kind of hit their stride, that's going to really open up. That's all those underneath routes, those rug routes, those, those pick plays, that's more of Tom Brady's forte at this point in his career. So don't expect A.B. to go off for like 60-yard throws, which right. Tom could probably hit here and there. You're going to see a lot more chain-moving possession plays that are just going to really work in Tom's favor if this does pan out. And I think A.B.'s more of a yak type of receiver anyway. Like He can catch yeah. a, a 10-yard ball and turn it into an 80-yard touchdown. And you he know. does help his quarterbacks out. I've seen many spectacular catches he's made over the years. I mean, he he'll he'll lay out for almost anything. Right. Um, he's not afraid to go across the middle either. For you know, people think he's a diva, pretty boy. He's a dog. Like A. Right. B. is a true football player. If anyone's followed him throughout his career, there's there there are no um, hiccups in his game. And even his father was a you know a Arena Football League uh, wide receiver. I think he was a wide receiver, if I'm not mistaken. And he was in their Hall of Fame. So I mean. You know, he's a great player. He understands the game. It's just don't met the, if they're smart, keep if it's not against the they're not breaking the rules or anything, keep things in house. Don't make this a fiasco. And just stick to football, man. Like just just don't yeah, that's what I'm get saying. into trouble. Just please. Like, you know. And you already got some stuff waiting on you anyway. Like there's still some open investigations about some of the stuff that he's gotten himself into. So just do stay on your P's and Q's. I mean, Tom, Tom Brady, at least, you know, I mean, he has some familiarity with him, which which is a good thing. And maybe they can kind of 
get together and rekindle the short period of time that they had together and figure this out. And plus, he's from South Florida anyway, so that that could help too. He's close which to is home. could be bad too, if you know oh. what I mean. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> off yeah. the field because Florida has a way of just bringing you back home to some people that you shouldn't be <laughs> hanging around and doing things yeah. that you probably shouldn't be. I'm not saying everyone's the same. I'm just saying like, yeah, that... Florida's a funny place, and just stick to football, EB. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> right? Yeah, Florida. We know Florida's a funny place. We we just know stick that. Stick to football, man. Yeah, but he's not the only one. Apparently, Des Bryant's back too because the Ravens signed. Yeah, him. that was interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, the Ravens are, they're, they're on the low. They're on the low, really making this Super Bowl push. Yeah, um, Yannick and Gakway too. They got him as yeah, well. Maryland guy. They're on the low. They're they're building. Uh, you know, everyone's. You know, I'll say this about Lamar Jackson. He's like the only quarterback I've seen like have a subpar game, and everyone thinks he's the worst quarterback in the world. I just don't get it. like. Yeah, is he? Is he? This Ravens offense isn't what it was last year. But don't get it twisted. When they get things rolling, what are you going to do? They have too right. much speed. They have too. They have too many options to uh, to defend, and that's just the bottom line. It's a process of elimination. Right. We got better players. You don't. We have the, the you know one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and our defense is even better. What are you going to do about it? Like that's what I'm saying, and that that's why I mean I picked them before the year. I picked them to get to a Super Bowl, and it's like. Their defense is even better than it was last year. The offense, yes, yeah, is kind of slow, but even their slow offense, quote unquote, is still better than a lot of other people's offenses. Like, they, I mean, they're still like people are saying, "Oh, he's not running for fifty-yard touchdowns and stuff like he was last year." Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like what? I mean, he's evolving as a as a as he's a player. Evolving. And yeah. and the thing is, is that's something. Um, you know, Lamar's an investment, so I'm not going to tell him not to run if I'm operating the team. But yeah, I mean, if I can get that first down and I have to put myself in danger and move the chains, I'm going to do it. You know, right. and, and I think he's starting to see the game differently. And and let's not act like fancy football isn't a part of this discussion and why people are upset, anyways. I mean, I think that has to do with it a lot to do with it too. Ever since like the infancy or birth of fantasy football, people feel like they own physical players, and it's ridiculous to me. Yeah. Like they don't play for you. <laughs> That's, yeah, people they, get upset. They, they have gripes with players just because they lost money. Like like they were part of this transaction. Right. It's true. You know? That's where I think a lot of the hate is with Lamar. Because you know, I mean, I play fantasy football. I didn't. I, I haven't this year just because you know it's just the COVID. Everything's just weird. You know, the leagues I'm in, we're like, right. we're gonna wait. <laughs> this is we're gonna be yelling at each other at the end of the year, and people are gonna feel like they're getting robbed. But uh, right. last year, I had Lamar Jackson on my team. And I can, I can, he was amazing. So, like, I, I can kind of see why people are like, Rah, he needs to do more. Like, not really. They're doing right. well. They're winning games. What do you want? Exactly. Exactly. You know? So, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how they put everything together because they are building and they're, they're pushing all their chips at the table. And, Definitely. you know, so... I guess to to move on, college football, um, the Big Ten is officially back this weekend. Yeah. You know, like on the field. We knew they were coming, but this is the week that they start. This is their debut weekend. You know, yeah. so yeah, we already uh, saw. Big Ten, they were, they were waiting in the, the background to see. You know, they were they were open and, and transparent saying, you know, we're not going to play, but we're going to wait and see, and, and we can jump back into the game, and, the, and, and here we are. So, um they they are in the fold now. 
Um, I think it's good for college football as far as um, their their viewing, uh, their their ratings, their viewership. Uh, I just hope that all the uh, COVID protocols are up to snuff um, across the board, and we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's a wait and see approach. Also, the quality of play. You know, you know how how long will it take for everyone to hit their stride without being playing for so long? This is an odd time of the year to be starting off. Yeah, but it's some things like first of all for the COVID thing. I mean, we'd have already seen Purdue's head coach is gonna miss this weekend because he's got it. Right. Um, you know, and then for for your pace of play thing, I don't know if you saw Wisconsin and Illinois on Friday night, but Wisconsin looked pretty damn good. I mean, they were out here actually throwing the football, which is yeah. crazy. You know, their 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 quarterback had five touchdown passes. I don't know if I've ever seen a Wisconsin quarterback since like Russell Wilson had five yeah. touchdown passes. It's it's been a minute because they definitely relied on their run game. <laughs> Um, yeah. Which for, for for great reason, you know, I mean, they, yeah. they, they, they you know, they've always put out, um, you know, NFL talent running back. So, yeah, I, you know, as, as far as um, the Big Ten is concerned, is I, I, I think the biggest concern for me is knowing that there's such a big conference. You know, you uh-huh. could be in the Sun Belt Conference or the Mac or whatever, and, and probably get away with a lot as far as like weak play and you know, the whole gambit, the whole slew of things, maybe even things that they could probably hide, you know, but right. in the big 10, everything's going to be polarized. And I, I just, I want to make sure that everyone is aware of that going into this season, because you're going to see a lot of headlines coming out of the big 10. It may be good or bad, but I'm hoping that it's not COVID related. Right, and same with SEC. So I mean, you know, same thing there. Yeah, but, same uh, thing there. I wonder for as far as Big Ten play, I'm wondering because you know Justin Fields, this is going to be a big year for him because everybody oh, expects him. Everybody expects him. First of all, in college, you know, their national championship contender. I mean, they came up short against Clemson last year, so everybody's wondering what they do on the field to follow that up. But this is essentially. And NFL audition for him because everybody expects him to come out after this year. Well, yeah, he he definitely was. Um, uh, he was leveraging the idea, of, you know, leveraging the media to to say, look, you know, I'm not, you know, I want to play. I have to play. You know, he was right. definitely out out in the open, um, pleading for the Big Ten to come back and play. And and the Big Ten knows what type of player he is. I mean, let's face it, he is a cash cow of the of the conference. Right. Um, he's going to be. Um, starting for an NFL, NFL team very soon. There will be no sit and wait. Um, I think he's a very good player. Um, I, I still think he has a lot to grow, but I do think yeah. he's NFL ready. I think yeah. he has a lot of tools that you really can't teach. So it's exciting to see him play again. So, I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the things I'm going to be looking forward to seeing as well. Yeah, but, you know, the other thing, I just hope he does go to a right team because, Ohio State quarterbacks, that's another thing. They, just like Alabama, Ohio State hasn't had a great crop of quarterbacks come out, you know. So you hope when whatever team he ends up with, um, you know, really gives him those tools and actually gives him a shot because if there's any quarterback I've seen from that school ever, it's him where it's like this dude's got everything. You just yeah. You just hope he gets the right coaching. And then even on the field this year, I hope, like, you know, he doesn't regress. Because last year technically was his first year as a starter. Yeah, so, I, th- I actually thought JT Barrett was going to be a lot better, but um, 
I, I didn't think he was going to be like a top tier NFL quarterback, but I I thought he was going to be able to 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 be fight for a number two slot and have a chance to prove himself for maybe a, a team that really needs help. So he's the only one that really comes to mind, um, other than like maybe Bra- uh, Braxton Miller, who was converted to wide out. Terrell um, Pryor did the same. He was yeah, converted. And, and and again, Terrell Pryor. Um, you know, I, I didn't see him as a, a threat as a NFL quarterback at any point. Not saying that he couldn't play. I I just felt like there's 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 players that are really good, and then there's college players. And what right. I mean by that is there's there's players that they're going to have an illustrious career, and they're going to be mentioned at every tailgate, but they're just not going to be what you think they're going to be in the NFL. There's tons of them, and I just felt I always felt that he was one of those guys. So when they convert him to wide receiver, I thought it was a good move. Uh, he had some marginal success in Cleveland, but it just, just never put together. Right, right. Yeah, so it'll be – yeah, so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We hope Justin Fields actually can be more yeah. than just a great college player. Well, I'm looking forward to it because I, I do think he has NFL-ready talent, and, and he has a lot of room to improve. But even when he's bad, he's good. So I think, you know, this right. year we'll really see if he worked on a few of the things that I think he's, he needs to work on as far as – um. Uh, not trying to extend the play more than it needs to be. And um, I'd like to see his accuracy, his completion percentage up a little bit, but I'm I'm being nitpicky here. Right, right, yeah. So I guess to go on, um, World Series officially started, so Atlanta blew a 3-1 lead, as I pretty much expected they yeah. would. <laughs> and yeah. And the Dodgers and Rays have made it, and through, I think it's been three games now, as of last night, and... Mm-hmm. It's been pretty good. I think Dodgers are just you can I mean just from the games I've watched, even the one win, they're just worlds better than Tampa Bay in terms oh, yeah. of like this, money and mm-hmm. it's just it's not even close. They're just this is one of the most talented teams that the Dodgers have had in many years, and that's saying a lot because um we've we talked about how th- this team just simply couldn't get over the hump when tested. And right. and right now they're they're putting it all together, all of their arms are fresh. Um, as far as their bullpen, uh, hitting is, you know, is, is not an issue. You know, Mookie Betts is, is, you know, a star as we've always known, you know, he was even at Boston. Um, yeah, I mean, but here's the thing they're playing against Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay, they're don't trifle with Tampa Bay. They are a great, they're a a well-run organization. They have great players. They believe in their talent and they invest in their talent. And, and they're not afraid of big spots. So do I think, you know, L.A. is going to win the series? I want to say yes, but mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot tighter than people expect, I think, near the end. Right, and it's, and it's been tight because, I mean, the Dodgers won game one, but then Tampa Bay came back in game two and, and did really well. And then, obviously, they the Dodgers won last night. So it's it's – I can see it going six. I don't think it will get to seven, but I can see it going six. Oh, yeah, I think that's fair. Because it's just there's too much pride in both organizations to just flop, and they both they're they're both talented. I think it's it's so far it's been a very good series, and I think it's only going to get better. Um, right. And, and 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 you know props to the Dodgers. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be here we go again, myself included. But mm-hmm. you know they got over that hump, so that was one stage. <laughs> now they had to they had to finish a deal. They had to finish a job. So that's going to be <laughs> that's we're really looking for that. If there's an epic collapse. We're never going to hear the end of this one. Yeah, because this would be what the fourth time if it does happen. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's it's yeah. uh, it's like clockwork. So they have an opportunity here to kind of right all the wrongs, and 
especially uh, Kershaw. Especially yeah, Kershaw. And Clayton Kershaw, Kershaw. looked good. You know, like um, I, I think uh, I think he's getting tired of of you know all the backlash he's receiving. I mean, it's justifiable, but as a, <laughs> right. as a player, though, he still believes he's one of the best pitchers in the league. And you know, I think Probably maybe this. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I, I think this is this is definitely lit a fire. Something maybe that he needed. Maybe people needed to put him down to get him to play at a high level. But historically, you've seen even Greg Maddox. You know, was wasn't that great in the postseason. Roger Clemens, he was meh. You know, there's a lot of great pitchers that that really didn't perform in the postseason. So, um, I'll tell you one thing. Major League, I think one of the hardest things to do for most people, if you were to ask them, is being a professional golfer or um, as far as being consistent or hitting a major league pitch. Those are mm-hmm. two things that not everyone can do. And, you know, pitching is hard, man. In the postseason, it gets even tougher. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, and both teams have – that. that was the other thing – they both have really good pitching staffs too. Like, I mean, Tampa Bay has a lot of things that they do well, but I think they said their pitching is like top notch as well. I know. Yeah. From I mean, what the I heard, just have so. to win. like they just yeah. have to win the series. They'll, they'll never hear the, the organization will never hear the end of it. You're going to see a lot of people getting fired. It's just not, it's going to be a total breakup and I, they have to find a way they're in right. good shape now, but man, can you imagine like there, just, there's no more excuses this year. Like you don't have to worry about trash cans and, and being right, or right. anything. Like there's no more excuses. If you don't do it this year, they probably never will. They never <laughs> like, will. Or unless they go, here. unless they go back to Brooklyn, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, I mean, yeah, it's it's now or never. Yeah. <laughs> like that's really what it is. So, um, I don't know if there was there anything else. I think we. Got everything. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, I mean, that was pretty much all the, the major headlines so far this week. Um, you know, we'll keep an eye on the World Series, and definitely the NFL is going to uh, be, uh, you know, I, I'm looking at the NFL right now, and um, one team that really I think is going to surprise everyone, even though they're playing at a high level, I think is the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, every time I watch them play, I just think that, that Russell Wilson is going to get another championship. So, um you know, I'm really, I'm really interested to see how the season's going to progress because there's not many teams that stand out to me, other right. than maybe the Chiefs, the Seahawks, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not sold on Tampa Bay. I'm going to put it out there. I oh yeah, I haven't been. Yeah, I, I think it'd be shocking if they actually made it to the Super Bowl this year because I'm just, right. I don't think, you know, I think chemistry is everything in sports, and I, I, maybe they find it. But if they don't, uh, it doesn't matter how many, you know, contracts you're fulfilling and and how big the books are and those checks that you're sending out in the mail. They got to find out how to play together. And I haven't seen it offensively. So, yeah, that's I said that before the season started, everybody was blueing and eyeing over like all those big signings. And even with this A.B. one, I'm like, I'm not impressed. They haven't done anything. There wasn't a preseason like it's going to take a minute. And I don't know how much time Tom Brady has left. At 40, right. what, 45, I mean, 46? I, well, we, well, it's not two that old. Two years? Mate, two, one more? <laughs> one more yeah. year? I, I mean, it's, it's, that's, that's what we're looking at. It's very right. similar to when, when uh, Joe Montana went to Kansas City to finish yeah. out his career. And, and he had success, but didn't go back to the Super Bowl. But I think he wanted to show that he could win somewhere else. And Tom Brady wants that. He wants right. his last hurrah. You know, Peyton did it. 
it was it wasn't the same situation obviously because he got hurt and not everything but this is his chance to be like yeah it wasn't all Belichick I'm good yeah I'm the right. guy I am the goat for a reason I could do it myself but like I said not saying that I mean we know he has ice and water in his veins but I, I think he's a little worried his arm isn't yeah. the same his offense isn't he's not he doesn't have that chemistry that he had with a lot of guys that you never knew other than Edelman it's not the same. So he's got to figure it out. And A.B., don't get it twisted. With all these threats, uh, and he doesn't get the ball in, in like, two straight games, do you think he's going to just be cool with that? No. I don't. I think he's going to have a hissy fit. So that's what I'm looking at. I'm watching that. Because if that chemistry gets messed up, and they have situations where the team just starts to fracture, (laughs) it's going to be a really long season for them. Right. Yeah. And my other thing, um, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm looking kind of at the MVP race. And, you know, obviously Russell Wilson is kind of sort of getting separation week yeah, by week. He should. But I, but I feel like, you know, it's a quarterback-driven league, and I understand that. But I don't get how anybody could ignore Derrick Henry. I just I, – I, well, I, I, that's Well, you brought up a good point. Let's finish with this. That is one thing I, that we did forget. <laughs> we were forgetting something. I, so, I like – Ryan Clark, I don't know if you caught this, but Ryan oh, Clark, oh yeah, he made Stephen A. look like, you know, <laughs> he made, he, it was one of the first times I've seen Stephen A. like, his eyes were the size of grapefruits, and he's like, oh, this is just too easy to walk away from. I mean, right. he literally called out Derrick Henry's manhood and said he would stick him, you know, like people were afraid of him, and that he's, and that Henry's afraid of contact. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know what and, you're watching, bro. <laughs> yeah, my thing is like, what does he expect Henry to just slow down and let the big guys come get him? Like, I like right. I've never. Did he not remember like, the Jacksonville game? Did he not remember that? Yeah, when, when he like, basically went like Bo Jackson and Tecmo Bowl on people. Like, come right. on now. Like, come like, on. That like that was so alarming. Like, yo, what are you? Like, they need a, They really need a drug test during the, before at ESPN or something because I think he was on something. Like, pun, yeah, intended, you, pun intended, but I'm just saying, you know how he's like, get off the weed? Was he right. on the weed? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I, I have no idea. That was... I'm being facetious, but at the same time, don't don't come out with that blasphemy. Like, don't don't yeah. act like Derrick Henry. For one, you're disrespecting him as a player. I know it took him a while to get you know acclimated into the NFL, and he wasn't off the bat the number one guy. But come on, give him some respect. He's been the only thing that I, we wish that he would add to his game a little more than he has is maybe being more part of the, the passing game, which I think he's made leaps and bounds in. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, come on, dude. Ryan Clark, you're not going in the A gap and sticking him. I'm sorry. And, even, and it's not just Ryan Clark, because even last year, Kansas City, um, Frank Clark, you know, he, he was had some words. I think that was more of a trash talk, psyche right. thing before a game, but. Even that, like, it seems like Henry kind of people don't respect him. I don't understand why, but I, I just feel like, and and that's why I'm saying, as an MVP candidate, I don't care if this is a quarterback-driven league. You cannot ignore what, what Derrick Henry is doing because yeah. it's not Tan- Tannehill ain't the reason they're undefeated. I don't know. I, know I have that. to disagree. I have to disagree. <laughs> I I think Tan- if you look at his numbers, Tannehill, and honestly, I I, I think he should. He anyone could have picked him up and. Again, I'm a. We like the Washington football team. He was available, and I I always believed in Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I know he's conferred a wide, <laughs> wide receiver, but I mean, like, 
you don't you don't win all these games without Tannehill. Maybe a game manager right now, but I mean, was Marcus Mariota doing anything with him? No. Eh. I I mean, mean, he won a playoff game. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying that Ryan Tannehill is a great player, but I think together they're they have something special. I think there's they have a really good chemistry and flow to their game. Um, right. And I think they like the idea that Ryan Tannehill can move a little bit like Mariota did. But honestly, I think I, I don't think I know Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback than Mariota. I don't care yeah, he what he is. did at Oregon. Like yeah. he's just putting them in position to win games. So you're right. Is it without Derrick Henry? Are they going to be this? No, that no. But together, I think they have something good here. They're, they're working with something special. Right. But yeah, that 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 was pretty much what like. My thing is, I, I feel like Derrick Henry has to be in, the, at least in the conversation, even if he doesn't win it. It's always like, a quarter, like you said, the quarterbacks always win MVP. They're always, you know, everyone loves a quarterback. So, it, except that one year, marketable. Yeah, they have the ball in their hands, you know, every play. So it's just, you know, it's easy. It's easy to kind of fall in love with that position. Right. Um, and they take all the good and the bad. When you lose, it's your fault. You know, you win. It, you know, they, they, you're, you're great and everything's awesome, but there's still things that they could find that's wrong. So there's a lot of, I think a lot of that comes with it. Def- yeah. Defensive players, I will say, I mean, yeah, running backs will, you know, they'll get the love, but defensive players rarely get acknowledged for their efforts. When that's it comes, when it's off season, those, those regular season awards, um, yeah, they, um, they get no love. Even in the MVP uh, for Super Bowl, like it's, I mean, it happens, but like to be a defensive player and win, you have to play freaking lights out. Yeah, like Von Miller did a yeah. couple of years ago. Yeah, you know, but even even like yeah, receivers don't either. I noticed, like I've like they they they're gonna there were arguments against why certain receivers should have not been able to win MVP. Yeah, you know, but I feel like yeah, but. Derrick Henry, he would have to have like an Adrian Peterson type season, I think, to get considered. Yeah, you know? I mean, he's looking good so far, but yeah, you do have to be like Adrian Peterson, you know, like uh, like something like a, a Chris Johnson season or a, right. a Terrell Davis season, something like that. Eric Dickerson, it has to be historic um, for, for them for to... you to get that recognition. Unfortunately, that's just the way it goes. Plus, the stereotype right. of skill players, like I think, offensive linemen are this usually some of the smartest players on the field, the most underappreciated. And most honestly, personal. it was, and, and when you look at free agency time, I can find wide receivers on the market everywhere. It's hard to find a quality left tackle, uh, you know, it, it, and you know, it's just weird. I don't want to bring a, a million analogies, but like some, a guy could have a, a top of the line Mustang and, and a guy will have like a Dodge Ram pickup truck. And the guy in the Mustang will laugh at the guy, at the truck, not realizing that the truck has more resale value might not be as sexy. You know, and it costs right. more for that vehicle where you probably right. could have bought two of those Mustangs. So it's just weird stereotypes in, in, the, in the league. Um, I, I just wish it was a little more balanced as far as what you've done, not the position that you play. Right. And I think it's all that analytics stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they, they said that way too much. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think uh, I think that's I think that's all we got for this week. Yep. For sure, yeah. This uh, was uh, your sports fix on the Sports Pulse. Devin Ashby, Daniel Cusin Jr. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week.